0: The presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. 30 years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster. Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and young guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster.
1: Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on what has turned into a beautiful Wednesday in Nashville, Tennessee. Maybe a little colder than any of us want, but we've got a good show for you today, so let's get right to it. Let's begin up on the plateau and say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you? George, I'm doing good. A little chilly. A little chilly. uh, But doing really well. Thank you. So I'm going to start the show today a little different than normal. A lot of you have already heard the news of the passing of the longtime Nashville Banner and later Nashville, Tennessee, and sports writer Joe Biddle. As a lot of you know, Joe and I worked together. Oh, yeah, there it is in the sports talk radio world for about 14 years at WTN. And Watson, you knew him very well uh, also from his days of covering you at Vandy. Um, Joe was not only an incredibly talented writer, um, funny, had a side to him that loved to needle people. (laughs) Mark McGee, who will join us later, probably got the worst of it of anybody that I can think of. I can see Gee laughing in the background. Watson, he was—he uh, was a character. Oh, he was uh, in in our generation.
2: George, he was—he was one of the icons of Nashville. I mean, right there with with Freddie Russell, Joe Bibb, Tom Squires, um, Larry Woody, all those guys, kind of all around the same time, and. And uh, it, it was a great group. You don't get that anymore. You just don't get that anymore. There's so many ways now you get your information and different things that it's yeah. just not just the newspaper now. And uh, as we were coming up, it was. And th- th- these were icons, and he was one of them. And he, <laughs> there, there was never a time you were around him that at some point you didn't chuckle because he was going to pop something out. I don't care. I just gotten beat 48 to seven, but he could, <laughs> and he may have written the worst article you've ever seen, but then I'd see him and he'd make me laugh. I mean, I'd go, why am I laughing at this dude? He just blasted me, but that was Joe. He had a way of doing that. And, and, uh, I put him right there with Tommy Squires in that way. They both just were great. Awesome. One line people. And, uh, we, of course we've already lost Tommy, but, uh, they're, they're all about gone, George, and, but Joe Joe's one of the icons of Nashville in the newspaper business. As you have been in the radio business, not just to stroke you, but
1: Joe was the same thing in the newspaper business. Sure in my opinion. So a lot of you who have reached out to me today on social media have brought up when Joe used to imitate Johnny Major's. And show was very good at it. He had the mannerisms down. Watson, he would, one of his things as he would go through this, he would always discuss the three rivers uh, around Three Rivers Stadium, the Allegheny, the Monongahela, and the Percy (laughs) (laughs) Priest. I've heard it a million times. So I'm going to tell this story because this was, Of all of the Johnny Major's imitations that he ever did, for me, this was the funniest one. So back at WTN, put up that, uh, if you will, put up that photo. When we were at WTN, we had just come out of bankruptcy. And now we've got this new, really good-looking logo, and there we are in the studio, outside of that door for some reason was like a payphone. <laughs> Never could figure out why the hell is that thing there. But we decided one day that we were going to do Majors a little bit different. And we were going to have coach Majors armed with a whistle. And so <laughs> I send Joe outside during the commercial out to the phone and we get him on the air and Coach Majors, how are you? Good. Good to talk to you. And all of a sudden, as he's, you know, we've got all these. And all of a sudden, he just stops, and he blows this whistle really (laughs) loud. It about blew us off the air. And he starts screaming as Johnny Majors at Joe Avizano. (laughs) And he goes, Coach Avizano, get those people moving. And it was It was one of the funniest skits. It, I mean, I almost lost it on the air because Joe was really good at that. Majors apparently knew about it. And at some point said something to Joe to the effect of, I don't think it's as funny as you do.
2: (laughs) No, but he liked it. I mean... Coach Majors had talked to me about that somewhere in casual conversation. Did he really? Oh yes. Joe and Joe had come up, and maybe it was before one of our games, and he saw Biddle down on the sidelines or something. He said, "There's that blankety blank. That's honestly, he does me pretty good." <laughs> and I, st- I just started breaking up. Coach Majors and I were good friends, and yeah. And he was good to me, um, all the way through, uh, especially through my Vanderbilt time. And, but, and, and Joe did me too. It wasn't near as good, no. it wasn't near as good, but he did me and he kind of leaned the shoulder like I would. And he, he, he had right. me, but he couldn't hardly get my voice right. No, but no, but he wasn't afraid to throw it out there, <laughs> George. Right. but he nailed Coach Majors. Oh, he I had mean, Majors. If you down. didn't know you swear you thought it was Coach Majors. Oh, I mean, he, he, he nailed him. It. He had him nailed, but
1: the Coach says he does. Well, really, truthfully, he does me pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I do want to take a moment um, and just pass on our condolences to Sharon Biddle, who has been an unbelievable caretaker to Joe. Over the last three, four years, I know a little bit about dementia. Uh, My father had it right in the final year of his life. It's a a very cruel thing. I don't pretend to know the particulars of what is called Lewy body dementia. And that's what Joe had. And um, anyway, I guess I better turn my phone down. That wasn't real. You get the call, George? Well, yeah, it's. It may be Coach
2: Majors. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: it might be Coach Majors. Get the impersonation (laughs) ready. You never know. But um, that wasn't a real good broadcast moment, was it? You don't see that on network TV. This is TV, George. (laughs) Well, you don't see that on network TV. Um, But he loved doing majors. Anyway, back to Sharon. Uh, I just want to pass on our condolences. Uh, She has been an incredible caretaker to Joe over these last three to five years, and um, I I just wanted to start the show with that because I spent 14 years with him, and there were some incredible memories in there. It's interesting, without knowing that this was going to happen today, I've got Mark McGee coming on and later Ron Bargazzi, and both of them will have memories to share as well. Yeah, I'm so, sure
2: they do. Mark, Mark will have a bunch. Oh my
1: God. Yes. So Mark, okay. Mark
2: came in as a young guy covering us, covering Vanderbilt when he first came in. I remember doing early stories with us, and I'm sure Joe was a piece of work to work for. Oh my him.
1: God. He needled the daylights out of you. <laughs> um let me let me start the actual real show uh by saying hello to Terry McCormick. Normally during football season, we start with our daily Titans update. Terry, I'm going to let you take it. Go wherever you want. Uh, What is the big story of the day? I guess it's Ryan Tannehill talking to the media.
3: Oh, yeah, it is. You know, Tannehill spoke today, but then uh, said the ankle was getting better than it was on Sunday with the treatments that he's had, but he did not practice today. So that uh, right there is a – you know, certainly something to monitor, something to stay on top of, because uh, from what I understand, today's practice was very light, not uh, not a lot of hitting, not a lot of uh, things happening, uh, allowing the guys to be able to kind of recover from some of their issues. And uh, Ryan Tannehill being a no-go in that, uh, them wanting to keep him off of that ankle as much as possible today, certainly uh, worth monitoring and watching as the week goes on.
1: Terry, privately, do they believe Malik Willis can handle this if he has to?
3: Well, if they have to turn to Malik Willis, I'm sure that uh, they have a plan that they're putting together that's in place that will try to uh, take advantage of the skill set that he has and put him in a situation where he's at least as comfortable as possible running the offense uh, and managing the the team and you know i'm sure it'll be very run heavy with a lot of derrick henry not that it wasn't going to be that way anyway but uh probably you know a lot of things that uh they feel are safe and will try to keep malik willis uh out of tough situations as much as they can if they have to use him
1: terry what else on your end obviously we're moving a little quicker than normal uh give me what you got
3: a couple of the guys weren't able to practice today. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons was given the practice off due to an ankle injury and uh, Rashad Weaver due to a back issue. So neither one of those guys practiced. There was a little bit of good news today, though. Zach Cunningham was back at practice with that elbow injury. First time he's been able to go in about three weeks or so, George.
1: Well, and you know he wants to play against his former team.
3: Oh no doubt about it i mean that's the team that uh he kind of wanted out of that situation last year maybe not in the way that they did it by dumping him on the weight wire but certainly will be motivated to play down in houston on sunday if he's able to go
1: terry appreciate it as always all right thanks george terry mccormick his daily titans update starts the show billy take it away Yes, it does, and it is
4: presented by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset, the Justin Tucker team. They are Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. Also, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now, with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville, and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Sumner Funeral and Cremation, traditional, affordable, and dignified. All right, we start today's update with, as I scroll up, how Steinbrenner has confirmed that Aaron Boone will return to New York. I know we talked about it yesterday,
1: but it's official. Aaron Boone
4: will, will be back in New York next year.
1: Yeah, I said it yesterday. Listen, a lot of the blame, I know I know he's catching a lot of it, but Brian Cashman put this team together. It's a round peg in a square hole. They're going to get rid of anybody. Maybe at this point it ought to be Cashman.
4: That might be the guy to get rid of instead of uh, instead of old Aaron Boone. There, so Boone will be back in New York uh, next year. We roll through with some NFL news. The Chicago Bears have traded defensive end Robert Quinn to Philadelphia. So the Bears losing. I mean, one of the better pass rushers at yeah. least for a long time in the NFL to,
2: to fourth, Philly
1: fourth round draft pick Watson. That seems cheap.
2: Yeah. I'm ps- I, I'm sure he's getting older, but the Eagles are trying to hang with the Cowboys, man. I think they're both, both of them have picked up defensive linemen here in the last couple of days. And I think they know we really need to win this division and uh, they're going to fight each other. And the, the Eagles are one up on them right now because they won in Philadelphia, but they got to go to Dallas later. I just think that's keeping up with the Joneses. If you like that. Oh, I, I do like that <laughs> pun, pun
4: intended. I <laughs> know it wasn't did it. Look at, at Watson. It, though. Look at Watson with the jokes. Uh George, ah. let's roll on. Mac Jones is going to start against the Jets for the Patriots on Sunday. So no Bailey Zappy. I know this has been a, a a wide-ranging discussion point, but Mac Jones is is gonna get the nod on Sunday.
1: Great. And then when he makes a mistake, who knows? Put Zappy in. Uh, you know.
2: I I'd, I'd like to think that bill got him in there and said, look, Mac, I think you are about, well, it's, it's yours. We're not going to, we're not going to jerk you at the drop of a hat. Uh, but I don't know if that happened. I, I really don't. I think it makes it a lot harder for Mac Jones to play than it, than by what happened this weekend or Monday night. I just think it makes it harder on him. And, um, but at the same time, the fans were hollering zappy, zappy, zappy too. He just got to get through it, George. It's you grow up in the NFL and it's tough. You got to get it done, man. It just, it's nothing comes easy in that league.
4: Another quarterback that got benched was Matt Ryan. And uh, apparently he admitted that he was shocked. He couldn't believe he got benched uh, for Sam Ellinger. So uh, Matt Ryan is uh, not happy, apparently.
1: Well, I can see where he's shocked, but he certainly was not Johnny Unitas. <laughs> Uh, over the last six weeks. Good Watson, one, George. Good I, one, George. <laughs> you like good, that? I one? like that one. Yeah. yeah, good one. I had to do something. Yeah, you two shade me on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and finally. Finally, George, uh, we've got
4: more quarterback news. The New Orleans Saints, no Jameis Winston. They're going to go with Andy Dalton on Sunday. So mm. no Jameis uh, no <laughs>
1: On Sunday. So Jameis Winston supposedly is healthy. What, what is the, what's the signal they're sending there? I have no clue. Is he healthy?
2: Have they said supposedly he is
4: healthy?
1: healthy. Yeah. Uh, well. I haven't heard anything that he's injured. My phone said it. So if my phone said it. Oh it's yeah. That's, it. I mean, that, that's, that's about
2: as strong as the weatherman. So this I mean, thing,
1: that's... this thing is strong. Yeah. As strong as Birmingham yeah. steel. Yeah. Does the same I mean, thing anybody as else call you. Me during the show?
2: It does the same thing as telling you it's gonna rain. So I mean it
1: it's oh legit. That's where I got it.
2: Yeah Joel, you know, know,
1: you know you can turn your ringer off. Yes, I'm aware of that and, and forgot. The difference <laughs> okay, I was just I was just making it, sure here's the difference. If you do it, you are gonna catch unmitigated crap. I'm gonna be nailed. If I do it, you kinda gotta you know. <laughs> You, well,
2: you, you know, you know. If he you know does it, him. Billy, you cover for him, babe. That's what you're supposed to do. You cover for him. See, you'll learn. You should have said, "Oh, George, I'm sorry. I'll turn my phone off." That, that's covering for your boss, bud. You've got to
1: learn. Be quick on your feet. That's uh, what Joe Biddle taught me. There you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll write that down. Okay, we're gonna go to the break. Mark McGee will join us not only to talk about the Predators who have taken a nosedive, but a thought or two on his end about the guy that hired him to move to Nashville, Joe Biddle. So stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in
1: 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
7: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
5: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
1: We're back on the show and uh, the timing... It's a little eerie. Uh, Mark McGee joining us to talk Nashville Predators, but nobody knew Joe Biddle any better than Mark did. Mark, if you will, back away just a tad bit from the. Yeah, I yep. would be able to see Can you. Okay. Can hear you good. Okay. Um, Joe hired you, didn't he? Yes, yeah, he
8: was one of the – I had three different people that I interviewed with. But George was, I mean, Joe was one of them, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he gave me a chance. Uh, I was working as a photographer at Opryland at the time and, uh, he gave me, the, uh, I heard about the job and, um, I did like three interviews and he was in one every one of them. He was the most consistent person I interviewed with.
1: He needled you constantly. He gave me a hard time. Yes, he did. What?
9: We me a lot. of for
1: or something. I'm sorry. Give me a funny story of something. Oh, funny story. Uh, first time,
8: one of the first times I dealt with him, I was at a Vanderbilt basketball game with him. I wasn't covering Vanderbilt at the time. I think I was still doing high schools. But I went with him to the game, and uh, Vanderbilt had beaten in Florida in basketball, and he goes, Norm Sloan was out in the hallway, Florida's coach, was pretty volatile, which I did not know at the time. And Joe goes, go ask Norm Sloan what he thought about the game. And I was like, that was pretty interesting. I mean, I thought Joe set me up big time on that one. <laughs> you know, he, he set me up on a lot of stuff like that occasionally. But, but um, he was he was my mentor. I learned a lot from Joe. Yeah. I learned a lot from Joe he, through yeah. the years. He, when I did my Hall of Fame speech, he was the first person I talked about. Because yeah. it wasn't for him. I, I mean, he... I wouldn't be where I was. He gave me the opportunity and then supported me a lot as well, but also got me a hard time. They say that you give, you give a hard time to the people that you like. And I guess he liked me.
1: So he gave oh, me a hard there, time. There, There's no doubt about that, Guy. Uh, okay. One thing about Joe, he made road trips very interesting. He, he wouldn't let me drive.
8: I could not drive on a road trip. He would not let me drive anywhere. You were so. banned. I was banned from driving. He would not let me drive anywhere. One morning we're driving to, you know, I hate to tell the story publicly. But one morning we're driving to the to the Koi River to go rafting. I think with Mar Alexander's group, and uh, I had a Volkswagen GTI, which was like a stock car. And I'm going to Chattanooga at 6:30 in the morning at 110 miles an hour. And he goes, he wakes up and goes, I have never been flying a Volkswagen before. <laughs> That's my last chance I got to drive. Oh, <laughs> I okay. get to drive again. So, um, yeah, he was, uh, but he was, he was really good. He kept, I mean, he was very supportive. Uh, It's a sad day. It's a very sad day. Uh, He was a very supportive guy. And um, uh, he was, um, he he taught me how to act and how to react in the big time sports world. You know, he he brought me into that level and um, I appreciate him guiding me through that
1: time gee these have not been good times for the preds since the- oh, well, not at all from from yeah. this long road trip in a nutshell what do you think is going on oh gosh i think that they're doing things Heinz wants them to do but they're not doing
8: it very well Uh, I thought what got me about the Philadelphia game, Philadelphia had a lousy season last year. They were the worst teams in the NHL. They started out pretty strong, but they still had a lot lot of injuries, had a lot of problems. And the first first period the Predators come out ready to go, you think, okay, everything's going to turn around here. We're going to get going. And then the second period, they come out flat. And the third period, they come out flatter. So I don't know what that was all about, but, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, I guess a lot of people were panicking, but I guess I'm bring, one thing I noticed today that the 2017 team that won the Western Conference started out the season two, four, and one.
1: So maybe. Interesting, interesting stat you throw at it. So there. maybe this is a sign
8: of things to come. And the, the Colorado avalanche last year started out with a losing season for seven games. Um, it had, they had a pretty bad start, so uh, so you know, I've, I've seen that on some stuff today. I was looking at some different things, and I had not thought about that. But it was everybody thought that team was supposed to be like the best team ever. That was, and um, they didn't start out very well. Um, Mark Borowicki's injury was a crushing thing the other night. Thank goodness he's home and doing okay. From that standpoint, uh, Jeff is going to take his spot on the defensive pairings, and they're going to swap the defensive pairings around a little bit. Um, uh, Ekholm and uh, Ryan McDonough have been together, they're splitting them up. It looks like Rob Stanley had a thing on that. Had tweeted that out today. Has been tweeted a few times today, but uh, it's going to be probably Eckholm and Carrier, uh, McDonough and Lazan, and uh, they are going to be the top two line, uh, top two lines there defensively. So uh, that's, that's the the biggest change they've made. So, um, the, uh, but uh, you know, the line, uh, a lot of people are now thinking. Uh, Matt Duchene had a great year last year. Two years ago, he had a horrible year. A lot of people are wondering which Matt Duchene is going to show up this year. Uh, that's a question mark. There are a lot of questions. People are you know, talking about you know, firing Hines again. I don't know if that's the answer. Uh, and firing David Paulett is definitely not the answer. I don't think. And you know, but uh, they've got to. You know, I th- you know, like I said, they're doing the things that Hines wants them to do. They're, they know they're, they're covering territory. They're limiting scoring chances. Th- they're doing things like that, and they really they cut down their penalties against Philadelphia, but you know they're just not gelling for some reason. They're, they're just not coming together the way they should. I don't know how you put a point of finger that, but UC Sauce is not UC the last year yet.
1: UC Sauce. So no, is- but gee, in fairness, the night they committed the nine penalties, even you said it, they would never even have gotten to a shootout well, if weren't yeah. for UC.
8: But no, I think people oh, for him to take
1: over again. I feel felt like in the Philadelphia game. He didn't look comfortable. You now there's so, so let me ask this: Is Hines close to being in trouble? I think if things get worse, yes. I mean, and you got St.
8: Louis tomorrow night. That's not even near a gimme type game. I mean, St. Louis always gives the Predators trouble. You uh, know that that's not necessarily a game you're going to get back on the winning track with, even though it's at home. So mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't know what what you do ahead of time. I mean, what you have they have coming up, but uh, Heinz has got to win some games. They've got to turn momentum around because if they don't do it the next three or four games, you know you have a chance to. You know, it's early in the season, and what happens early in the season doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything. Um, You're all talking about Johnny Majors earlier. Majors used to say it's what you do in December. The end of the season is what people remember. And that's the same thing I get with hockey. What you do in March is what people remember. And you know, this team has to make sure it doesn't get completely out of kilter here because they're already sixth in the division, and it's a tough division to play in. So they've got to they've got to get their moment they got to get some get some momentum going and get a couple three victories. They have not won a game on North American soil. They
1: haven't won a game at home since Nixon was in office. Yeah, they, 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 they won't won game North America, period. So <laughs> Guy, in all seriousness, let me ask this question because it is, you know, in season ticket holder world, this is getting talked about a lot. Barry Trotz was in attendance Saturday for David Poyle's record breaker. Mm -hmm. If Hines were to get the boot, is Barry Trotz next?
8: According to the story I saw about Barry today, he is not ready to go back into coaching now, he said – and he would really like to coach one of the original six teams if he gets back into coaching. So, uh, so I don't know what that means. That maybe, you know, if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. I don't know whether that's his version of that or what. But uh, he's saying that uh, they know that he wants to do. If he comes back into coaching, he wants to do an original six team. Of course, he's down there on 12 South living right now, so he's 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 convenient. If you, uh, from that standpoint, uh, one thing about Barry is he does not like working with young players. He, he likes a more veteran team. This team's got a lot of young players, and so I don't know how, how much he would want to deal with that from that standpoint. But, but um, you know, but you know, certainly Barry would be. I don't have problems with Barry coming back. He's one of the best coaches I've ever dealt with. Period. And and uh, uh, any level, and so I wouldn't mind having him back at all. And he knows what he's doing. Uh, so, but um, right now, I think you know, what Heinz is doing, he's not bad as a coach. It's just his players aren't performing. Like I think the big concern is just how they weren't very up for that game against Philadelphia. They seemed to, you know, they started out great, but just couldn't sustain it. And I don't know what's going on in the locker room or what. I haven't heard any rumors about anything like that. There's something that's got to be changed um, pretty quickly. Watson, say hello to Gee.
2: Gee, I, I can remember when you first came in, man, with the banner. And, and uh, you you were over around us some, uh, around the Vanderbilt football. And, and uh, like I told before you came on about Joe to George, I said, he's one of those guys that could write a nasty article about me. And, <laughs> and you'd think I'd be just ready to choke him. And, and I'd see him. And before he'd walk away, he had me laughing i mean it's just joe was just one of those kind of guys and uh uh he he i thought a lot of him and and it was anytime it was professional but he had a way of letting it get personal in a positive way always before you'd leave he might get on you and i'll bet you you could say the same thing before you ended up leaving he had you and you were back to Giggling and cutting up with him, or or whatever. I I thought that was one of his best traits.
8: Yeah, he would. Uh, he had a couple of people that would help him out and going after me with up from other. <laughs> I was. It was. I get double team, and triple team sometimes. I can imagine he'd put wow. a team together. I, I, I get. I get. I get triple team sometimes with people. So, but uh, uh, from other newspapers, he would get Bozich. up. And, huh? Bosic Yeah, yeah, Bosich. Yeah, yeah. Bosich was one of them. Oh, for, yeah. Bozich. It was one of the big ones. And um, John Adams. Oh, yeah. He, John Adams was able to get brutal on me at times with other things. It was like it, was, it got ugly. And <laughs> was <emotional>. Those two <laughs> were cut out of the same cloth. But, <laughs> <laughs> that both of them. Yeah, Buzich and, and, and Adams both were very perceptive view on that, George. But uh best comment that Joe gave me was he told me one time, he said, people will tell you stuff they wouldn't tell anybody else. And I thought I, I really – I always thought that was a nice deal because I thought that was always my strength was getting people to talk to me about things they might not want to talk about with someone else.
2: I'd I'd say that's a great strength. That, yeah. That I mean, that was,
8: that was probably the best compliment he ever gave me. Yeah. And I forget what prompted that. So, oh, I came in with something. He goes like, people will just tell you anything like that, just talk to you about anything. And I was like, well, I don't know why, but they do, you know. So, but it was, yeah, he was. I, that, he always was shocked to death of what I would hear from people, what people would tell me. So.
2: Mark, one of the funniest years that I ever had, I, I'd gotten yeah. out of, I was through playing. Of course, I couldn't play in my last couple of years, but I was still a student and I graduated. I'm a GA. And they, him and Tommy Squires, talked me into being on the softball team. And you'll, you'll with all those high school coaches all around the city, Jerry Pig, yeah. Wes Elrod. I'm telling you, when you put Squires and Biddle together and they're kind of the co-coachy player deal, I mean, every night was just out of sight. I mean, those two, and they rattled the other bunch we were playing. Of course, we knew everybody we were playing in that sure. league back then. Yeah. And Lord, by the end of the night, that we're about ready to fight. I mean, <laughs> Biddle and Squires have eat the other side up so much. That I thought we were going to need to get escorts out of there, but they leave no, them look, alive. They'd be over there on the bench, just eating the guys up. I mean, they well, eat everybody. It wasn't just well, the home team; it was the other side, everybody.
8: Well, that was another one. That I had, I, Squires and Biddle, Biddle was keeping score at the Sounds games, and oh Squires, Lord. Was, well, Squires was a beat writer, and I was a beat writer for. I took over for Pat Embry doing the beat, and Squires and Biddle wore me out almost every night in that press box. It was like. It got it was yeah they both got after me quite a bit. It's a shame they both died of basically the same thing. Yeah, so that's such a sad thing. Of course, Tommy much younger than Joe.
2: Yeah, uh,
8: from that. But uh, yeah, they were they but yeah the two of them together in that press box was that was not for the faint of heart to be there.
1: With them. So you had to be ready for combat. Yes, <laughs> that was, a good. That's a good way. Helmet
8: in you. your shield with you when you came in. So. But uh, yeah, other, that's for sure. That's for sure. Last thing
2: I'll, I would say about the Preds. Tell me if this is right, Gee. I'm not sure this ain't the toughest sport to coach of all of them. The coordination, that, it's so equal a lot in teams, and the coordination on how you put everything together, and then different lines. In football, we're playing the same 11. Mm-hmm. Well, they're throwing people in and out and doing all that, and so – I, I I guess I'm a little more patient this time of year because I, this this is a tough sport to coach. And when you're off a little bit in hockey to me as a team, you can, you can get on a run to lose like this. As you get on, you can also get on a run the other way because it's so equal to me. Every yeah. night out, even though you're playing one of the better teams or maybe you're one of the better teams, but still – it's game in and game out, and that team can beat you on that night. Am am I wrong about that? I think you're it is exactly right. One thing about hockey
8: is this: that you know, you can in some sports one or two stars can carry you all the way, but that's not, not necessarily not necessarily true in hockey. Yep. You can have really two or three good, good players on your team, maybe even a superstar type player. That is a guarantee you're going to be successful. It is a group thing. You have to have a, you have, to have a group of guys playing as a unit. And know what everybody's doing and that type of thing. That's one thing about switching Ekholm and McDonough around. They want Ecom and McDonough to get used to playing together because of play off their strengths. Now they're going to split them up. So how's that going to change that dynamic a little bit? How long before Wiki's out? Who knows? But uh, uh so yeah, it's it's a team it's, it's a team effort, and uh, and that's the big thing. I mean, you can have a superstar player too. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, it's all about putting your team together. And, I mean, Hines is – actually, he's got them playing the way I think he wants them to play right now, but they're just not the, – the, I think the, what really concerned people was their effort the other night. Mm. They just didn't seem – they seemed kind of listless. Now, they had a really tough practice today, very intense practice. Good. So, getting ready for tomorrow night, and they're going to need it tomorrow night because St. Oh. Louis is always tough, you always tough. Right. I enjoy watching. I grew, up, I grew up listening to St. Louis Blues on KMOX – on my and parents' stereo. That was, when I was, that was my, one of my first hockey exposures. And uh, I used to listen to them every once every night while doing my homework. So
1: Ging, Thank you, first of all, for coming on, but thank you for s- sharing some memories. I'm of- glad you let me do that. Thank you. I like Absolutely.
8: my picture better. I've like gotten the new picture of me, I like it much better. So <laughs> okay.
1: okay. Is there a way to put that picture up there? Do you know who you look like? No, I'm afraid to ask. Well, it hit me. Do we have a way to put that up there? It's up there now. It's Rick Stansberry.
8: Oh. <laughs> Is it not? that. You would appreciate that. Well, you know what? Oh, yeah. I thought about that. but You're right. I guess it's
1: yeah. true. I so I, hate for radio, I'm in no position to talk. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
8: but I th- thank you guys for letting me come on and talk about that. I was hoping to get to say something about Joe. He was he was my mentor. He gave me he gave me a hard time, but he also Gave me a lot of good advice through the years.
1: He sure did. I wouldn't know where I was without him. So, We'll talk again next week. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. After the break, we'll check in on Auburn and ask the question, what is going on there? This latest story makes you really shake your head. We'll explain more. This is Main Street Media Television.
4: For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donley, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to
0: DonleyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics we pride ourselves in providing access innovation and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical and cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full service treatments with a customer experience that is calming casual and effective. Independently owned. Providing medical, surgical, pediatric and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797- 3997. That's 615- 797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williams counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit duretradonmitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's duretradonmitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
1: You lead that band. Ooh, I've heard that a few times. Yes, we all have. It's a great song. Not as much this year. No, <laughs> no. So I think everybody believes Brian Harson is dead man walking. I cannot see a scenario where they endure another season of this after 2022. It just doesn't seem to have worked. And now, all of a sudden, Watson, this story gets out through the Auburn Daily um, that Harson has basically told any players who want a red shirt, no, you either quit or you enter the transfer portal. First of all, does is that a standard thing at all in college? Oh heavens, no. Um, I d- defended a tad.
2: I don't think coaches are red people like they used to because of this transfer portal, George. You don't think you can keep a guy around for four years anymore. He either leaves. If he's really good, he's gone in two or three, excuse me, to the NFL and they want to get as much as they can get out of them. Or if they're not playing, if they're a backup nowadays, they don't stay around and work their way up. They transfer. So I'll defend that a little, but what it sounded like is he's basically saying every week we decide who we want to play, and if we want to pull you out of, you know, you can play early, and then after a certain amount of games, you have to either stop or keep going. And I think he's saying, look, if we ask you to play, you play. Uh, If we don't want to redshirt you, we're not going to redshirt you. We need you for this year. That sounds like what this is all about but I've never heard a coach go that far with it. I've brought kids in and say, think about it. Talk to your parents. We need you right now, but if you want to stay in the red shirt, it's middle of the year, and I've gone that route with some kids before, and I've had them go both ways. Say, no, I want to stay red shirted. Coach, I'll come out and help the team. But I've never never heard the ultimatum like this, and that just sounds really dangerous, man. I'd hate to go back in a home of another kid in that same town you did that to and have the trust factor because it, believe me, it spread around that town pretty quick that the last kid we sent to Auburn wasn't treated
1: right. So a couple of things. Number one, he was asked about it today. The story broke around midnight last night. Uh, SI.com picked up on it and really ran with it uh, after the Auburn Daily put it out there. When he was asked about it today, he gave the weirdest answer, uh, and and I would encourage anybody go look at the answer and you tell me what the hell it means. But bottom line, he didn't deny it. No, you read it to me, and what I felt after
2: you re- after I listened to it or or heard you read it is, it kind of was ultimatums that we need you. And if you're not going to play, then go to the transfer portal. I mean, boy, that's straight in the face of a young kid who's had a mindset, you know, that I, I won't sit out this year or whatever. I, But by what he said, he didn't deny that it is. He did parts of it anyway. He, he, so I don't know. It It's not a good look. It's just another piece of the resume, I'm afraid that's going to get him And Honestly, George, I'm surprised he's still around. The difference in Brian is it's only his second year. If it was the third year, I think he would be gone, but I think they're sitting there and said, my God, to just throw him out, but they're going to play in Arkansas. Big one. If he loses this one, I, I don't see any light at the
1: end of the tunnel. Watson, let me ask a warped kind of sick question. You got those. Yeah. I'm God. capable. Yeah. You're capable. Is he doing this on purpose to try to get fired? Ooh. God, you boy. I I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Okay. Did it not cross your mind? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm I'm going to say that I'm right with you, I, but gosh, I hope not. I, I, that's not fair. I've never, ever been in a situation where I wasn't at that university to help that university and those kids, and just to try to see how quick you can get out of there and get as much money as you can get, I just refuse to
1: believe that's what happened. Okay, here's where I'm going to go with this, though, Watson. Today, he had the opportunity to emphatically deny it, and he gave a bunch of gobbledygook, none of which I could figure out what the hell it meant, but he certainly didn't deny it. And you raised the issue that is the issue. You cannot treat players that way and expect that not to hurt you in recruiting. No. It's going to. No, and that's
2: why... When he didn't deny it, I think there's something to it. I don't think Brian's going to go in there and just lie. And he, honestly, I'm not sure he can, because if there's a kid or two kids that he did list with and families, you know, he, I think probably thinking it out, since you and I talked a couple hours ago, thinking about it, I'm not sure they didn't need the kid to play. He says no. And Brian kind of lost his cool and said, well, if that's the case, you either play or hit the transfer. I mean, I can see him kind of losing yeah. his coup, and might have regretted it after he did it. That may not have happened, but the more I've thought about it, that's the scenario I could see, to where he just got in the kid's face and said, "Okay, if you're not going to play, hit the transfer portal. You're not going to stay here, and 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 not help this team." That's the way it probably went down. How could they bring him back? Uh, went out the rest of them. I don't know. I like I say. I think it's pretty much this is the game. What's their record right now? I hate to put you on the spot. Are they four and three, three and four? What are they? Uh,
4: three and four. They might be three and five.
2: They would have played eight games already. Yeah, don't give them an extra loss.
4: Auburn. Uh, Auburn is three, three and four, four. Yeah, not three and five. Three, three and four. four. Yeah. That's why he gets
2: to four and four. He could still go to a bowl. Gosh, going to a bowl last year didn't help him at all. He got embarrassed in the
1: Birmingham oh, it was the Bowl. Birmingham bowl to a mediocre Houston. Houston.
2: <laughs> yeah, and lost. Uh, I think this one's the game. If he goes three and five, it's it's liable to happen at any point. I don't see any end to it after that. I'm not sure who he's got left after this one, but beating Arkansas at home would be a, a good win for him. He hasn't even had a good win yet, George. He hasn't had a good win yet. So, and I don't think he'll beat Arkansas at home. I think if Jefferson's healthy, Arkansas will be better. Arkansas's weakness is passing the ball and Auburn don't pass it well. So they can't take advantage of Arkansas's weakness.
4: So in two weeks, they got at Mississippi state on the 12th. They uh, host Texas A&M. Then they got Western Kentucky and then at Alabama. Yeah.
2: 500 at best, seven and five at, wouldn't you say, guys, at absolute best? Oh, at best. At best. That gets and you the back to the a, <laughs> The minute he ends up with a losing record, George, I think that's when they'd let him go. And he's, he's, if he loses Saturday, he's on his way to that.
1: Okay. After the break, stat of the day, if you're new to the show, we either pull one out of you know where or we end up getting embarrassed. Then at five o'clock, Coach Ron Bargazzi, college basketball insider, his first visit of the season and probably a recollection or two about the late Joe Biddle. If you're just joining us, if you're watching the show live, Joe passed away earlier this morning at the age of 78. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs>
0: serving williamson and surrounding counties bone and joint institute of tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 sub-specialized physicians our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch we offer physician clinics physical and occupational therapy advanced imaging and surgical services including interventional procedures call us at 615-791-2630 we're bone and joint institute of tennessee high-tech care for the hometown touch This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At
2: Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to
1: help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Hey, this is George Plaster, and I'm excited to... Hey,
7: everyone. I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA-graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
6: At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process.
9: My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation.
6: We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation.
0: Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com.
2: Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites.
4: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Vintage Sports and Cards. You can find them in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can find them on the web at johnenglishgradedcards.com and also... Don't forget about Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit Rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's get over to today's stat of the day as we uh I can't wait. Get over to it. I know you're riveted, George. Which NFL team has this record when trailing in the fourth quarter this season? Four and one. This season when trailing in the fourth quarter, the previous five seasons, they were awful three and
1: 58 when trailing in the fourth quarter. Uh, Watson, I think I've got it. Who is it? I think it's the New York giants, but, but hold on. They were trailing in the fourth quarter against the Titans. They were trailing in the fourth quarter. I know against Baltimore they quarter the 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 against the packers so that's yeah, who it is, is. that this is who it is I you know we have the level of brilliance that you and I are showing
2: yeah but you got all over me yesterday for not trying yeah. so you quit don't don't forget
1: you I don't forget. forget you quit on me Well I didn't I quit
2: on you
4: today
1: no no we're cooking with gas
4: is that back to back?
1: That's I think it's very back to back. That's back to back. Absolutely. I wonder, if, I wonder if that's ever happened. All I can say is this: when you're sitting in this seat trying to do this, it's hard.
4: <laughs> Climbing an
1: uphill battle. Good for
4: us. Good job, guys. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: So are we now. Officially at the five o'clock hour. We
4: are officially into the five o'clock hour, George. It is powered by the great folks at Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state of the art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment that you need to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web if you're interested at mtbj.net for more information.
1: We say hello for the first time to Coach Ron Bargatze. He and Lee Fowler are the college basketball insiders, and they will join us a lot uh, at the start of the new year on Thursday. Coach B, it looks like we've got about three-quarters of you. If you will just drift a tad the other way, yeah, where we can see. Right. There you are. Where's Bob Horner when you need him? Well, no, you're you're still you're you're cut out, lean this. There gear. we go. There we go. There we All go. Right. <laughs> He's, He's okay. right-handed. He keeps going back. I know. I know he does.
9: <laughs> I need Watson as an infield teammate.
1: He can't hit the curveball still. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, <laughs> me, give me a, a remembrance of Joe Biddle
9: man how many hours you have
1: more than you think
9: (laughs) you know when i think about joe i mean there's a whole bunch of things one going to the masters with him a number of times was pretty great uh because he was he was very much in awe of the whole place and the whole process but i'll go back to uh 1988 uh Rick Regan and Joe and George Plaster. I mean, Rick region and uh, and Joe Biddle and I were having lunch at the substop down there on Broadway. It's now an office building, but one of my favorite hangouts uh, down there. And uh, on a napkin, we laid out the plans for the Nashville Area Athletic Club. And as you know, George, that developed over time into a uh, really in the national sports council and with the pro teams coming and everything, it was a great timing to do what we did. And uh, boy, I, I miss those guys.
1: You want a story that popped into my mind earlier today? Sure. You and I did the first game of Dan Beebe's OVC basketball TV package. And Dan had admitted to me going in that he had hired kind of a rot gut production crew. In other words, you get what you pay for. And they didn't have a clue. And the first game was um, it was Tennessee Tech and MTSU, and there was bad blood between the two teams. And what was going to break out that night was one of the five worst fights in college basketball history. But Coach B, if you remember, you and I were way too busy having to straighten out technical issues while it was going on. On the ride home, Ed Martin and Joe were in the back seat, and we admit that we really didn't see it coming, and Joe said, Helen Keller could have seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe had
9: one of Funniest sarcasms about him of anyone I've ever known.
1: He was not as good a noonball player at Belmont as he thought he was.
9: No, he had he had the standing jump shot, uh, perfected actually. He he didn't move his feet very much. <laughs> no no Watson would not have had him had him in a linebacker position. He no. couldn't get off his box.
1: No, no way. No way. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, Coach B, we're not far away. We're about two, well, we're less than two weeks away from the start of the college basketball season. And I don't know how many people know this, but Vandy and Memphis square off at Memorial Gym on Monday night, November the 7th. And to me, that's a game, shame on all the posturing and all the BS that's gone on over the years, these teams ought to play each other.
9: George, it takes me back to 1973 Memphis state and Vandy, uh, 73, 74 had a little series there. And, uh, that was the Memphis state team that of course went and played UCLA in the final four, but, uh, very emotional rivalry at that time. And, uh, uh, I, I'll tell you there was a lot of raw feelings around that game. So you, go right go ahead no, no go ahead well I mean there's a pretty famous coach coaching on the other sideline Yeah. and he, he happened to be the unfortunate person who followed Johnny Wooden at <laughs> and you <LA>. said hired
2: me <laughs>
9: <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, coach
1: Marteau. Clean Gene Bartow. Gene
9: Bartow and, and, and uh, Larry Finch and Ronnie Robinson and all that crew. Man, what a, what a great series that was.
1: So, Coach B, what we know about Vandy right now is that Scottie Pippen is no longer there. I have never seen a college player that could draw a foul better in the final three or four minutes of a game. It, it did so much for that program. How in the world do they replace him?
9: Uh, well, because one, one reason that he is so effective is, is he has, he can go left, right. He has a lot of nice ball fakes, uh, a terrific sense of where he is and where his uh, opponents are on the floor. How many times have you seen him make that ball fake and get people off the air, jump into them? And uh, he was phenomenal at doing that. And uh, he had the ball in his hands in the last five to ten seconds of every shot clock, it seems and many times came away with points. Uh, They're going to have to change their approach a little bit at Vandy to make sure that that void is filled.
1: Do they have the players to do that?
9: I don't know. They've got a couple of new guys I haven't seen yet. I'm real anxious to see them. Uh, But, you know, I think they've got, you know, with uh, Robbins and and, uh, Melora Brown, They've got a couple of pretty good guys, and Melora Brown is not—he's gonna knock, knock your, he won't knock your socks off with his offensive array, but he is a very valuable player for them, a very smart player. And I think with uh, Shooty being a great shooter, and and uh, and and Wright, of course, is a very very good SEC player. So uh, if if a couple of voids are filled, I think they can be okay, maybe a little better than than last year in some ways.
1: Coach B, I'll take you to Knoxville. It seems like this would be a year where Rick Barnes can fly under the radar probably until January because of what the football team is doing. But they look to me like they're a top 15 no matter what.
9: You are exactly right. I, I, think, I think potentially top seven or eight, depending on how a couple of you guys play, uh, they they lost some good players, but uh, vescovy is is really really a nice balanced player. And uh, you know they I just I just like the chemistry that Rick Barnes teams have played with over the past few years.
1: You know it's interesting, and Coach B, you know this when when they made the coaching change, Barnes had not yet gotten fired at Texas. You talk about handing him over on a silver platter. What a godsend for Tennessee.
9: Well, at Clemson and at Texas and Tennessee, he has always had very respectable programs. He holds his players very accountable and, uh, and he doesn't mind, you know, getting in the guy's face when he needs to. He has a great ability to take care of the emotions involved in all these situations.
1: So let me see if I've got this right. Watson, you and Coach B played softball together? No, no, no. no Coach no. B and I played baseball together. Okay. We
2: were the duo. We were the dynamic duo. <laughs> I was a shortstop. He was the second baseman.
9: And Hey, uh, let's let's get the record straight. I was a shortstop until Watson came along. He pushed me <laughs> to second base because he was a better shortstop than I was.
1: <laughs> so this is Albies and Dansby Swanson?
9: Well, that's yeah. it in some way, yeah. it, see, Watson played with, Watson had kind of a little, a little bit of a disability a lot of people didn't know about, but he never showed that. He played, uh, he was a fantastic teammate and an excellent baseball player.
2: Ronnie, I got a great memory you will not remember. Uh, maybe you do. I'll, I'll see, but I bet you don't. It, it just meant a lot to me. We're at O hickory and I'm I'm very young I'm out I don't think I was at even Austin P yet when we were coaching there together and we're at O hickory and it's you and I Doug Jones Joe Biddle and Tommy Squires we played a we played a fivesome they should have thrown y'all off the courts. do you remember this and we played and I've never been eat up as much in my life as I was on the golf course that day. Between Squires and Biddle, I got killed. Ain't no telling what I shot. I may have shot 90. I don't know. But I'm telling you, and I'd I'd already played softball with Squires and Biddle. This was after I was injured and didn't play anymore. And then as a GA, I played with them. I said this earlier in the show, and they ate me up at that. But I can remember hitting a pop-up, and Biddle says, Man, I've seen that a bunch of times. That's it looks like just like softball. You weren't worth a flip at that. <laughs> you ain't worth a flip at golf <laughs> I mean, he just ate me up. And of course, when you put him and Squires together, it's it's over. I mean, you got no chance. You just listen. You don't say a word the whole round. I don't know if you remember that round or not, but oh, I vividly
9: remember it. I I I would never forget it because. Squires would eat you alive no matter what. He had, Oh, gosh. Uh, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was brutal. And, of course, then Biddle, Biddle started getting sarcastic. And next thing you know, I mean, it becomes a laugh fest. And, by the way, you didn't count those two shots you took on three. You shot 91. <laughs> wow. I, I still have the scorecard.
2: You got it down. Whatever it was that day, I, they had me. I mean – they had me, and Squires was a pretty good player. Bill couldn't play, but but he, he could rattle me enough to where he could even beat me. So.
9: Well, he yeah, he was he was always best dressed, though.
2: Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, now he come out in the bright colors on the golf course, buddy. You he, he had them on. <laughs> Joe, I, I mean uh, Ronnie, one quick question before it gets into the season: a philosophical thing to me it looks like the transfer portal for basketball is even bigger than football. I mean, in the transfer portal in basketball, you get one or two guys that can really play to come in. You can change your team around unbelievably quick. Are you seeing that? Are you hearing that? Is it changing college basketball? Over the,
9: Absolutely. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, checking out a lot of uh, media guides uh, on, online and, uh, projected lineups and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, it, there is, a, it's amazing how many starters there are on top tier teams that were not there last year.
2: I mean, it's, I just think it's going to be football. It's changed it, but basketball, I I think it's going to really change it. Uh, okay. it, I, I, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, I think they're going to be leaving and you're, you're on another team and, it's, it's unbelievable what it can do. And my last thing, uh, George, would be to Ronnie, is Kentucky going to be this good? Are they really going to be this good, or is this more hype again of Kentucky basketball?
9: No. Nah, Shebway, with any four you want to pick, is a great team. <laughs> oh, so, you're right about that. So, I, yeah, I think they've got they've got to be a top five team going in. But uh, Shebway is the key to that lineup.
1: Is this his best team since Anthony Davis?
9: I think it is uh, overall. I mean, it's hard to project those freshmen coming in and how good they are, but they get they get their share of those incoming freshmen every year, and uh, they're phenomenal. I mean, if you you look back on several guys that were one and dones at Kentucky, and they're all in the NBA right now.
1: Uh, let's go back, put that Alabama picture back up there, Billy, if you can coach B a a year ago, Nate Oates really got a lot of attention. They beat Houston and Kelvin Sampson early in the year in what was one of the college games of the season early. Are they going to be the same way this year?
9: Um, I think they've got a better chance because they, I think sometimes, and Watson will tell you this: when guys have been there two or three or four—I mean, two or three years—and they have played, sometimes they're not always at their best as seniors. And I think they've got some new blood in there, led by Brandon Miller from Cain Ridge High School right here in Nashville. Uh, that's going to really infuse them with a lot of talent.
4: Yeah, that dude's a freak. Sorry, I got to butt in. He's—he's he's one of the better players to come out of the the mid-state area in a long time.
1: So, Coach B, let's put you on the spot. Top five in the SEC. Does it start with Kentucky, Tennessee, or Tennessee, Kentucky?
9: Well, uh, you can flip a coin on that. Probably Kentucky has a little more firepower uh, overall, but uh, I, I would concede that they're probably the top two teams. But, you know, old Bruce Pearl down there has kind of replaced a couple of guys with some good talent. And all of a sudden, they're back in the picture, even though they lost, you know, Kessler, and they and they lost. Uh, what's a good freshman last year? That Cambridge. Yeah, they're. Uh, Auburn's going to be good. It's hard. To, it's hard to tell about some. Of, Arkansas is going to be right there too. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about them being in the top three in the league, and I'm not sure that they're going to finish ahead of Kentucky or Tennessee. They possibly could do that.
1: Wow, it's going to be fun. Give yes, me, a, would,
9: give me a, a lot quick of fun. Thought
1: on Belmont and Lipscomb.
9: Yeah, I do. Well, you know Asadla coming back uh, is, is unbelievable. He is a really, really great player, and uh, yep. so that. And then Will Pruitt is a very good perimeter player, point guard, very physical, uh, aggressive player. So. I think that they're going to make a lot of noise uh, in the Atlantic sun. And I think Lenny Acuff is a great coach and has been around the block a few times and knows how to handle that situation. So I think, uh, I think Lipscomb is going to be uh, better because they're going to have a all year, assuming he stays healthy uh, Belmont. They're definitely reloading. They've got a couple of really nice new players in the transfer portal They've got Keyshawn Davidson from Tennessee Tech. He's a really good player. 6'2", point guard. and He'll probably be a starter there. Uh, And Then they've got uh, Drew Freiberg, the transfer from Princeton, who is a really, really great shooter. Uh, 6'7", what I'd call a a stretch three or a perimeter four. Uh, They probably will not play the same offense they have been playing because uh, Moose is gone and He's the guy that bills around, and you really can't play five out uh, with Moose in the game, but he could step out and make a three. So, and then they got Mr. Basketball, uh, Jacoby Gillespie from Greenville, Tennessee, who's going to be a really, really – he's really a nice player.
1: Coach B, I'm ready for it, even though I'm not ready to give up football yet by any stretch, but uh, when you and Lee uh, – when we get this going, it's going to be a lot of fun.
9: Uh, absolutely we're going to
1: put full court press
9: the whole game
1: yeah and i want to i want your face fully in the picture <laughs> <laughs> now there's some people i will say there's there's some people who would like my face not even to be in the picture
9: well i was going to say that george but i want to be respectful to the host
1: yeah thanks a bunch Uh don't Appreciate worry about you. it ronnie just go for <laughs> it but talk to you soon coach b all right
9: thank you guys see thank you buddy.
1: You. When we come back, if you've been watching this show live, you need to give us about 10, 15 more minutes. One announcer thing you may not know about, another that you might know about, but we're going to talk about it. So stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
0: selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last 7 years, voted best in Sumner County multiple times, proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty.
1: Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs, from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a 9-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links.
2: I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then.
1: We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems at work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time.
7: I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000.
5: This is Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
1: Here's something that might surprise you a little bit. Uh, you, you've heard oftentimes about things like the Birmingham Touchdown Club, groups that meet to talk about football. One of the more underrated ones that has been getting some dynamite people has been the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Mm. They had uh, They had John Gruden who made his first public appearance since the Raiders booted him back, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago, something like that. And most recently, they had a guy that uh, is a real character.
4: They also had Ed Orgeron in there, I think, uh, a couple
1: months ago. Go Tigers! So that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Go Tigers! So, Watson, they had Tim Brando within the last few days. And Tim is a character. And Tim has, over the years, first of all, done a lot of stuff in his broadcast life, did SEC football game of the week uh, early, early on, on Jefferson Pilot, did SEC basketball. Now he's on, of course, he was with CBS for a long time as a college football host uh, for the 230 games. Now he's on Fox, back doing play-by-play. But one thing that has not changed about old Timmy B, he loves doing impersonations. Listen to this one.
10: ...with Frank Broyles on Saturday afternoons. I mean, that was a holy day of obligation for me, you know. It's the third Saturday of October. It's Tennessee and Alabama. And the leaves begin to turn. The boys become men when Tennessee plays Alabama. That's what General Robert Nealand said many years ago. ABC's wide world of sports brings you college football. Hello everybody, I'm Keith Jackson. I'm with the old redhead Frank Broyles. Frank, what kind of a ball game are we going to have today? Well Keith, it's going to be a pie football game. (laughs) Pie football. I want you to look at this running back from Tennessee, Theotis Lee. Look at the thighs on Theotis. Those thighs as big as I've ever seen, and he's just a sophomore.
1: Woo! Woo! Wow. Oh, I love it. How good is that?
2: That's Tim. I've I've been with him or – listening to him and many audiences. Yeah. For these different touchdown
1: clubs through the years and he's always a piece of work. The uh, another one he did and a younger audience has no idea who we're talking about. Bino Cook. Oh, Bino he could do, he could do Bino perfect. Yeah. He could. No. Nope. So, here's another piece of broadcast news that got out earlier this week, but I don't think has gotten a ton of attention. Jim Nance, this season, Nashvillian Jim Nance, by the way, since he's moved here, is going to give up, at the end of the college basketball season, his role as a Final Four announcer. And Ian Eagle, who has done a lot of NCAA tournament, uh, has done New Jersey, now Brooklyn Nets, Uh, basketball he's a very good basketball announcer he will step in Watson Jim Nance I mean this has been a 30-year run since the shocking firing on the eve of the final four and I want to say 89 of Brent Musburger yeah
2: yeah I, I Jim's in his 60s so I think he's just he's he's letting a little of it go he's still doing I know he's doing golf uh, I think he's still there's something else he does what am I missing but I think he's just giving up a piece
1: well he uh, does masters obviously and he does a lot of
2: golf yes yeah he does a lot of CBS golf and he does
1: uh, NFL with with Tony Romo
2: yes and he does the NFL he's going to keep those two from what I've heard and I think he's just weaning himself slowly down George Wow.
4: That's yep. gonna be that's gonna be so different. Not hearing, I mean, and Eagle's great, but it's almost like you know, you associate watching the final four with Jim Nance, hearing that voice. So man, that's gonna be that's gonna feel different.
1: You do. I go back far enough. Musburger, Gary Bender. Yeah. Musburger. I go back really? further than you, so yeah. Yeah. Musburger, I wanna say it was nineteen eighty nine. And CBS, it got out that they were firing him right during the Final Four where he was doing, I guess, his final games. I don't pretend to know what went on, but I remember it sent shockwaves. And this young guy from the University of Houston, Jim Nance, was the one who stepped in. No, Jim's had a great career. You know,
2: and and it's amazing. He and uh, Freddie Couples are best of friends. Went to Houston together, and um, were classmates. I think they were roommates even in college. But um, I can remember when he when he sticks out to me the most was in those early years covering the Masters, and uh, when Fred Fred won it one year, and that was just fantastic listening to him through it. But no, he's he's really good, but. It's amazing, isn't it, George? Somebody else will pop in, and they'll build their name, and it'll go again. I still don't think anybody touches Keith Jackson uh, myself. Uh, but, again, that was my prime when he was doing them. But there's a lot of talented people out there, and somebody will take Jim's place. It won't be in a year, but it'll, over time, there will be another guy that'll that will take over college basketball.
1: Okay, you brought up Keith Jackson. And I believe that back then, and for a younger audience, some of you didn't hear him, but if you were to go back, first of all, when Keith Jackson did a game, it was like it put a stamp that that game was important. Not many announcers, you know, have that aura that if they're, if they're doing the game, it's the big game. Keith Jackson did. And of course, he did your brother's national title game yeah. against USC, which what I'll claim may be the best national title game we've ever seen. I I till this day, say it is because of the way it ended and, uh, and
2: the, the performance that Vince Young put on that. night. I'll never, I don't know if anybody will ever do that again on the national stage like that, just over 500 yards of total offense himself in the game himself. And, but Keith, to me, there weren't as many games on in those days. So when Keith had one, if there were three on that day and he had one, you watched the one Keith did. And, uh, of course he did a lot of West coast games. I mean, I can remember many Southern Cal Notre Dame games. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Many, and many. The Coliseum. Yes. And the Coliseum, uh, just it, it, it announced. I've always said this announcers, not analysts, but announcers, uh, play-by-play guys, the memories that they give you last with you in a lifetime. And it's not just the game, it's them. It's the way they could present it to you that stays in your memory, George. I don't think those kind of guys get near the credit they deserve uh, because they're, they're special people that can do that. You were good at it. I mean, they're, they're special people and I can name them probably on my hand right now, this special.
4: What separated Keith Jackson? Was it the phrases? Was it just how he, how he broadcasted it? I know.
2: Oh, George, you're more professional with this than me. It's his approach.
1: Yeah. He's cutting out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, I know that he had sort of a folksy country. Well, you know, in the backwoods of whatever, um, he just had a style about him that was totally different. And if you go back, Watson, if you go back and look at that national title game, when Vince Young scores, he gives it one of those Vince Young to the corner kind of deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing
2: that I like with the older guys over some of the newer guys is they weren't negative. I think the newer guys for me are too negative. They're too much making their opinions on what's going down instead of just doing the game. And, uh, and I'm talking about the play-by-play guys, not just the analysts, but Keith Jackson never did that. It, it, he found a way to make everything he could take the negative on one side of the ball and turn it to a positive George on the other side of the ball. But he was just a very positive, upbeat guy. And uh, and he could make a tough day for somebody, a team, and could get them out of there with a little bit of pride in themselves. And he just, he just never turned it into the negative way that I hear some now that I just don't go for as much. You and I talking after a game and analyzing, that's one thing. But during the game, I just, I don't want to hear all that. I just want to watch the game. Tell me what's going on in the game and lay it all out there, but don't put your opinions all over it. That, that bothers me a little bit. Maybe it shouldn't. Am I wrong? You're oh, more of a know. professional I mean, look, with this than me.
1: It's, it's a different era. I mean, yeah. look, who would have ever thought that I would be doing this <laughs> instead of radio, for instance, That's, that's but yeah. The world has changed huge. For yeah. instance, you know, under the under the what announcers could put there if they were working it, that guaranteed that it was big. I'll tell you who had that: Cosell. Yeah. When Cosell okay. called a boxing match, that elevated it to a level of better than it would have been.
2: Absolutely right. right. One hundred percent. So, just his presence up to the level, and that's the same thing I say about a lot of the Keith Jackson. I, the, those kind of guys are just special people that you just. Uh, my gosh, George, how many years has it been, Keith? Well, the one of the, his last ones was the national championship game. When was that? It's oh, been,
1: I mean your brother's game two thousand. Yeah. What, what, what year was that? Two thousand six. Six. I think think about that five or six it was five or
2: six that's right and 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 yet i can remember vividly games that he did i'll ne- never forget the nebraska oklahoma game that was on and keith jackson did unbelievable game nebraska wins it with a johnny rogers pump return late and that was 71 unbelievable and yet or here i can 31. still remember that like it was yesterday and the it,
4: yeah. Well, George, and in baseball, he also called the famous 16 inning sixth game of the 1986 NLCS between the Mets and the Astros.
1: Well, let me say this. I don't think that was a big strength of his. ABC put him on everything. Yeah. I, I never felt yeah, football it.
4: was his strength. Football. football
1: was his deal. And that was a mistake to put him on baseball. That
4: was his bread and butter.
1: Now, you got to help me here. I'm looking at Brian Stewart in that little window and it looks like he's got an offensive line behind him. <laughs> what is going yes. on there? Hey, this is my auction
10: offensive line team right here. I want you to uh, be aware that this is one of the best damn teams that I can have behind me right here. I love okay. this. Who is the auctioneer? Barry, raise your hand. Okay. Here's Barry, this. come on up here. <laughs>
1: come on, Barry. Come on.
10: Hey, he's got a special hat for you this weekend too, George. Look at there! Oh, uh, a cat hat! Oh, uh, cat hat. yeah! Wow! you
1: So, auction off two tickets to the game. Let's hear it!
3: Oh, oh I can't oh,
10: do wow. that. I can! <laughs> wow! wow. Sure, you How many can. Dollars on it? What do you want to give? I got two tickets to the Titans game this weekend. Do I hear 20, 20, 25, 30, 30, 35, 40, 40, 50? There you go. That's it. 30,
1: uh, 40, I 40, think there's more there
10: <laughs> than you just about. heard. Yeah, there's a lot more there.
1: Brian, he was yes. out. Pure and simple. I think there's more there. We need to get that sometime.
10: Hey, we will. I'm going to get Barry to work on a uh, just do an auction for some tickets or something coming up to where we can get him on the show and do a full-out auction for you, man. I think that would be fantastic.
1: I think what Barry really wants to do is yell out, C-A-T-S, cats, cats, (laughs) cats.
3: Would I do
5: that?
1: Yeah, it does seem like you would.
5: Would I do that?
1: Yeah, it does seem that way. Give out your phone number so the Tennessee people can call you.
10: Well hey, right. hey, I can
1: do that. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanna I wanna introduce these guys behind
10: us real quick too. Barry okay. Huber is our auctioneer. Mike is his awesome father that's wearing that bad old hat right there. Uh Linda Boyette is my office manager and one of my agents as well. And Cheryl Huber is Mrs. Huber here. And she's hat. yeah, she is the good looking half of the group right here. So I'm sorry, Barry. I still love you. <laughs> but yes, you can uh you can reach us 615-822-0750 is the office number. Uh One Stop Realty TN on the web. We have our Facebook and our Instagram page. Please give us a like and follow. Uh the reason that I'm having a, the auction team behind us is because we have our first auction coming up. When is it, Barry? November 17th. There it is.
1: We are excited. We're ready. Actually, Sorry, November 19th. That's, <laughs> that's why they're back there. <laughs> what, did yeah. just auction off the 19th? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> November
10: that's 19th.
0: hilarious.
1: That's what
10: we're rolling. So please get on there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. We're ready to get to work for you guys. George, Watson, thank you all for having us on the show today. We appreciate it, man.
1: Brian, I got to be honest. It's the most most unique commercial i've ever been a part of
10: (laughs) that's that's what's that's what one stop is all about uniqueness i love it yeah there you go hey
1: have a good one we'll talk again tomorrow thanks guys stay tuned plaster bed of the day is coming up next this is main street media television
0: serving williamson and surrounding counties bone and joint institute of tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 sub-specialized physicians our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch we offer physician clinics physical and occupational therapy advanced imaging and surgical services including interventional procedures call us at 615-791-2630 we're bone and joint institute of tennessee high-tech care with a hometown touch This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for
9: his clients every year.
2: At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer
1: cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. The high school football season is here, and nobody handles Friday nights better than Main Street Media. Here's Zach Womble with details. That's the name of the game here at at Main Street Media and Main Street Preps. We've been doing this for a long time now, and and I think you hit on it. We've got an army of reporters across all of Middle Tennessee. I think there's about 130 schools uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, and we cover... We try to cover all of them. We
2: cover about 11, 12 counties at this point, and uh, yeah, those those Friday night shows. It's
1: you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna show that off. We're gonna showcase the talent that we have on the field with with reporters across several mid state games on the weekly basis. So you
2: know whether you're in Williamson County, whether you're in Giles County or Murray County or Montgomery or Robertson or anywhere in between, we're gonna have you covered from six to 11.
1: Friday Night Live is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk.
6: At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one,
9: and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation.
6: We offer funeral, burial, cremations,
0: and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com.
2: Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites.
7: Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA-graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
4: Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. Before we get to Plaster's bet of the day, a little announcement for tomorrow's show. At 4.20 p.m. Central Time, we will be joined by Lindsay Crosby, the writer of the bombshell piece uh, that was written on Brian Harson. So he will join the show tomorrow at 4.20. Uh, so be sure to tune into that to uh, just dive into that, that whole bombshell piece that he wrote. Looking forward to that. But George, let's get to Uh, The bet of the day, it is powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bart Durham has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, at your workplace, or on unsafe property, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's get to the result from last night. It was one game, and George, you
1: got it done with the Pelicans. Oh yeah, how about that? How about those Pelicans? They won outright. Uh, Luca missed a three pointer at the buzzer from about thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that would have sent de- it to OT, right? Yeah, the defender played great defense.
4: Yeah, that was a that was a tough shot. I,
1: there was no way he was hitting that. So George, I was, I was very satisfied.
4: How about it? So three games under five hundred, fifty-seven and sixty. I'll be interested to see where you go tonight, Watson. What did you think about that NBA win last night? I
2: I didn't see. It. I saw the highlight of the shot, and that wasn't a very good. He he didn't have a very good shot to to win that game with. I'll tell no. you that, but. I was surprised. I didn't think it'd happen. I I thought that one, that's why I guess George is better when I just go against him. Because I wasn't sure that one would go
1: down without the big guy, without Zion playing. Watson, I'm at (laughs) (laughs) 48.7%. Good good calculation. Congratulations, George. Because I used the little computer here on the phone. You don't get that on a flip phone. What would you do without it? Uh, that's a good question.
4: You gonna you gonna go with uh, the Nets and the Bucks tonight, George? You you go no. another NBA game?
1: No. Uh-uh.
4: Pull We're, it up. You're going hockey? <laughs>
1: yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning tonight in Anaheim. Um, I'm surprised the line isn't bigger. Uh, we'll get back to the normal stuff tomorrow night with football and. And all that kind of stuff. Really, for these two nights, it's been either NBA or NHL, and um, so this is what I've gone with. Switching it up, yeah. What Watson, do they say? I'm sure you've got a lot of opinions on this. I know I don't you don't have much opinion that. on this one, Bud. You study that Anaheim roster very. Yeah, I'm
2: going to have to go. I'll get off the air here and spend an hour <laughs> studying the Anaheim
1: Ducks. Yes. Used to be the Mighty Ducks. Will you uh, watch the game tonight on TNT? Uh,
2: No. Okay. I'll I'll look at the score in the morning when I get up for you to,
1: to back you,
2: see if you win or not. How's that?
1: I'll watch a little bit of it. Go Bolts. Yeah. Okay. We're done. Watson, guess what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is underdog pick. Night. Oh yeah, do you remember who you had? Uh, who would I have last week? Yes, um,
2: I know I lost, but I don't even remember now. Okay, <laughs> well,
4: I thought I thought Watson won. Did, didn't he pick South Carolina? Oh, I did win last week.
2: Yeah, I'm oh, sorry.
1: My God, are you serious?
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had somebody comment over the yeah. weekend on Twitter.
1: Uh, And they said, how about Watson staying hot with the Gamecocks? Wow. Okay, we'll review all of it tomorrow at 5 o'clock at 4.20. We'll delve deeper into this Auburn story. It is a weird story. And even weirder is Brian Harson's comments today when he was asked by the media about this story. So be with us tomorrow live at 4.20 for all of that. Watson, you behave until then. I will, buddy. Go Bolts. Bingo. Billy? Doors, go Bolts. Behave. Two games under five hundred. See all of you
2: tomorrow. (laughs) 48.7.
1: Hey, it's better than it was a week ago. (laughs) See you tomorrow.
2: Bye.